I'm your host, Mike Pree, and today we're going to be talking about the video doorbell ringers. Now, as as time goes on, technology gets more and more intertwined with our lives, and as time goes on, a lot of people allow it to come into their lives a little bit more deeply. Now, I'm a personal belief in technology. I like technology if it can help your everyday life better and make things easier. So we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to read this article by globalnews.ca by Amy Forlidi and Matt O'Brien. Now, some people have these and I think that they're very convenient in a lot of ways because you could see what's going on, you know, at your front door when you're, you know, when you're at work. So if you're, if Amazon or something is trying to drop off a box and you you just want to tell the driver just to leave it at the door, you know, you can do stuff like that. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to read this article and then I'm going to give my, my two cents on it uh, as soon as we're done. The woodsy community of Walcott, Connecticut doesn't see a lot of crime, but when the police chief heard about an opportunity to distribute doorbell cameras to some homes, he didn't hesitate. The police who keep watch over the town of 16,000 raffled off free cameras in a partnership with the camera manufacturer. So far, the devices have encountered more bears than criminals, but Chief Ed Stevens is still a fan. Anything that helps keep the town safe, I'm going to do it, he said. But as more police agencies join with the company known as Ring, the partnerships are raising privacy concerns. Critics complain that the systems turn neighborhoods into places of constant surveillance and create suspicion that falls heavier on minorities. Police say the cameras can serve as a digital neighborhood watch. Critics say Ring, a subsidiary of Amazon, appears to be marketing its cameras by stirring up fear of crime at a time when it's decreasing. Amazon's promotional videos show people lurking around homes, and the company recently posted a job opening for a managing news editor to deliver breaking crime news alerts to our neighbors. Amazon is profiting off of fear, said Chris Gilliard, an English professor at Michigan's Macomb Community College and a prominent critic of Ring and other technology that he says can reinforce race barriers. He says part of the strategy seems to be selling the cameras where the fear of crime is more real than the actual existence of crime. Cameras offer a wide view from wherever they are positioned. Homeowners get phone alerts with streaming video if the doorbell rings or the device's heat, heat sensors detect a person or a passing car. Ring's basic doorbell sells for $99, with recurring charges starting at $3 a month for users who want footage stored. Ring says it stores the recordings for two months. Many law enforcement agencies nationwide said the idea to partner with Ring came after the company promoted its product at law enforcement conferences. Some departments have chosen to simply use Ring's Neighbors app, which encourages residents to share videos of suspicious activity. Other agencies agree to provide subsidies, matched by Ring, to offer hundreds of discounted cameras in hopes of tapping into footage of residential streets, yards, and sidewalks. And some police chiefs raffle off the devices. Ring would not disclose the number of communities with such partnerships. Sharing video is always voluntary and privacy is protected, according to the company and police. There is nothing required of homeowners who participate in the subsidies, and their identity and data remain private. Spokeswoman Bridget Gorham said, she says customers can control who views their footage and no personally identifiable information is shared with police without a user's consent. Realistically though, if police want video for an investigation, they can seek a search warrant. 
Tech industry analyst Carolina Melance is engage, said engaging with police and offering incentives is a very smart move by Ring and a missed opportunity for some competitors, including Google's Nest and smaller companies such as Arlo Technologies and Simply Safe. But a staff attorney at the American Civil Liberties Union of Southern California called the system an unmitigated disaster for the privacy of many neighborhoods. Through the subsidy programs Amazon gets to offer, a taxpayer dime discounted products that allow it to really expand its tentacles into wide areas of private life way more than it already already has, Mohammed Jar said. The Los Angeles suburb of Arcadia has spent $50,000 to offer discounts on 1,000 cameras. Several other communities in the region also participate in subsidy programs and officials in Los Angeles County just voted last month to get on board. Officers can view a heat map that shows the general area where cameras are, but they do not see a camera's actual location. If police want a video, they must contact Ring to see if the resident is willing to share, said Jennifer Brutus, senior management analyst for the Arcadia Police Department. Arcadia launched its program at the end of 2017, and in the following year, the city saw a 25% decrease in residential burglaries, Brutus said. It's hard to quantify how much of that is directly related to Ring, but she said the devices act as a deterrent. In one case, a doorbell camera caught footage of four burglary suspects trying to enter a residence. Three were arrested at the time, but a fourth got away. After the homeowner gave Arcadia detectives some ring video clips, police identified and arrested the last suspect. Hammond, Indiana, also put up money to offer ring cameras at a discount. Lieutenant Steve Kellogg said the partnership was a natural move for a city that already uses cameras to read license plates. You cannot enter or leave our city without being captured on film, he said, adding that doorbell cameras are the next logical step. We thought, well, the only angle we don't really have is cameras right by the homes. He said sharing video is voluntary. Green Bay, Wisconsin gets one free camera for every 20 people who sign up for the Ring app through a city link. Initially, police required recipients of those free cameras to agree to provide any video police requested. It dropped the requirement after the Associated Press began reporting this story. That's funny. In the, in the Minneapolis suburb of Coon Rapids, a thief stole a 7-foot, 150-pound bald eagle carving from Larry Eklund's yard earlier this year. Police had a key piece of evidence, an image of the suspect looking, looking directly into Eklund's doorbell camera. A few days went by with no leads. Then officers posted the video on social media. Hours later, the carving was returned. He wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have had the ring we would not have, ha- I'm sorry, if we wouldn't have had the ring, we would have never been able to recognize the guy, Eklund said. I'm sure it would have been just really hard to get back. But Coon Rapids opted to partner with Ring and instead starting, started its own in-house volunteer camera registry. Trish Heitman, a community outreach specialist for the police department, said the city did not want to promote a particular camera brand. Another big issue was confidentiality. Coon Rapids keeps its list of registered camera owners private. If a crime occurs near a camera, police can contact homeowners in the registry to see if they want to share video. If any partnership required data sharing, we would never do it, Heitman said. Back in Walcott, 
Ernie Field won a free ring camera and said he had to register for the app to qualify for the raffle. Now he gets alerts on his phone when a car drives by and a short video when his daughter gets home from school. I don't know if there's more crime now or we just know about it more because of social media, he said. Field, who said he had been looking at other cameras, wondered whether Walcott's partnership gave Amazon an unfair advantage. They have a monopoly over a lot of things, he said, and they're kind of taking over everything. Now, it's in one way, I think that it's very helpful. You know, it, it's very helpful when, say, you have a neighborhood and you all have your, your cameras and, you know, say someone is looking for something and they can't get it from their angle, but someone across the street, you can go over there and say, hey, can you pull up this footage from, say, 650 yesterday? And, and uh, I want to see what, what happened with, uh, you know, so, something's missing from my yard. And they could pull it up. They could see somebody uh, came into the yard and took something. You know, they can notify the police. You know, that's a way of technology helping people on a way of how this could, could help people, you know. But, you know, at the same time, it's, it's a little disconcerting knowing that, you know, there's all of this video footage out there and that there's, and I'm sure that, you know, obviously there's hackers and they can hack in and start monitoring people. But what if the government wants to do that? It's it's really disconcerting when you hear them uh, in, in Hammond, Indiana, you know, the mayor is saying that they have they're, they're reading everybody's license plates and that they have cameras everywhere except uh, around all the neighborhoods. And now they're getting cameras in the neighborhoods because of these because of the ring, the ring cameras. You know, when you hear things like that, it really makes people not want to take part in something like that. And and it's very understandable. Why would you want to take part in, in something that is you feel could, could infringe on your privacy? And privacy is a really big deal these days because, you know, with everything that we do on social media, um, on, on, on our phones, on our iPads, on our on our computers, you know, we're, we're on the internet a lot and we have a lot of, a lot of reach out into the internet from many different apps to maybe you're watching TV on, maybe you're on Amazon prime videos and you're watching something or Netflix or, or you're, you're surfing Facebook or you're on Instagram on your phone. You know, there's a lot of things that we use to, to, to interact with uh, on the internet. And we share a lot of information on there. We share pictures. You know, when, when you want to share pictures, you get a notification that says, can Instagram have, can Instagram have access to your cameras, you know, or can Facebook have access to your cameras? And you, you grant them that you grant them permission to use your microphones, you know, and you wonder if they are listening in on, on your microphones and in a perfect world, you know, you would think that, okay, we can just use our cameras for our doors to see what's going on when we need to see what's going on. You know, nobody's using our, our microphones and, 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 and most likely there probably isn't somebody listening to you, you know, but there is that little thing on the side that says maybe somebody is, you know, and it really depends on the type of person you are because there's some people out there, they just don't care if, if someone's listening to them, they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, I don't have anything to hide. You know, I don't, it doesn't, it's not a big deal to me. It doesn't matter to me. It's not a, it's, it doesn't break the deal for me. And then there's other people that are very protective of their privacy and they don't want anybody to have any access to anything. And they think that, you know, just because 
um, you know, you let Instagram have access to it, that the government's going to be looking, you know, be monitoring things through, through, through Instagram and that they're going to know everything about you, know what you did, you know, on that sixth grade, that sixth grade trip to, to Indianapolis, you know, or, or what have you, you know, there's a lot of people, there, there are people that are like that, you know, but all in all, I don't think that it's really that big of a deal. And I don't think that it's that bad. I think as a tool to, as a tool to use to see what's going on, I think that it could be really helpful. You know, I think that, uh, especially as a dad, you know, if, I mean, I would like to see who's, who's coming onto my, onto my front porch. You know, I would like to see, you know, who's, who's, uh, who's running around the front because there have been, you know, uh, on Christmas last year, they were showing videos from people who had these kind of cameras uh, for their doorbell of, of the, of UPS, you know, practically, you know, just throwing, throwing boxes over people's fences or just throwing, throwing them onto your porch and people coming by and, and stealing these packages and, uh, and, and people caught them on their, on their cameras. So in a, in a lot of cases, it was reported to UPS uh, on how they were abusing uh, people's packages and, and, and this technology is being used to catch criminals that are you know, trying to steal packages or what have you or, or anything from your property. And it's really interesting. It's actually really funny to see because, you know, like this, like the one guy, uh, Eklund said that you could see the guy in the camera staring into the ring camera on his doorbell, you know, what an idiot. So, so that's, that's my two cents on it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I don't like the idea of the government, of the government having their cameras and, and watching people, um, in, in, in Chicago years ago, they spent $35 million to have these, these license plate cameras installed, like these speed cameras installed around Chicago so that they could give people tickets from, um, and, and take pictures of their license plates and send you tickets in the mail. Well, the judge decided that, uh, it, it violated due process and, and they, they ruled that it was unconstitutional which was a waste of $35 million for the, for the city of Chicago. But at the same time, you know, you want to think, was that because did they, did they really use it for, 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 for people speeding and, and to send these people tickets? Yeah, sure. It could be a tax grab that they, okay, yeah, sure. We can, you know, get some money, you know, doing this, but maybe it was just to install the infrastructure for the cameras and, and see what's going on. You know, London is, they say, is the most watched city in the in the world. They got cameras everywhere. You know, Chicago trying to do the same thing, just a little bit more co- covertly. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't I I don't like to think that way. But if if you know if you're minding your own business, it's really not that big of a deal. And if it's and if it helps stop crime, uh, that's even that's an even bigger deal because you know crime is a uh, is an issue in Chicago. So. Well, that's what I got on that. Um, I want to give you guys an update on on Jeffrey Epstein. He is currently on suicide watch. They found him in a cell with marks around his neck. They questioned the other inmates around him, and they said they didn't touch him. And and now that now uh, feel free to entertain the idea that uh, or the conspiracy theory that you know the Clintons uh, sent uh, have their tentacles in in jail, and you know they want him killed. So. He doesn't have any, uh, he doesn't uh, dispel any dirt on him. Now, there's a popular conspiracy theory that people have 
have uh, mysteriously died that have been looking to give information on the Clintons. Now, I don't know how much how much merit there is to it, but if you look it up on, on Google, look up a Clinton conspiracy theory, uh, uh, a death toll, uh, you know, there's a lot of information there. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, really funny circumstance. I mean, it's not funny. You know, there's a lot of um, eerie circumstances of, of, of these people's deaths, but uh, feel free to entertain it and, uh, and check it out. So this guy, you know, they, they want him to stand trial. He, uh, you know, apparently he had a, a relationship with the CEO of Victoria's Secret. He was trying to, to be on the, um, be one of the people that selects the talent for the Victoria's Secret models. Apparently they used a, they used an outside talent agency to do that. And executives, you know, they warned the CEO about it, you know, like, hey, this guy's trying to do this. And the the CEO said that, uh, CEO Wexner said that he would, he would take care of it. You know, who knows what happened? You know, this just gets, it's just getting deeper and deeper, you know, and I'm really, I, I, I want to know what goes on with this and what happens because, you know, this guy was, you know, running free, going to and from his, his private, his private island with, uh, with sometimes they say 14 year old girls. So, and you know, that's just uh, absolutely unbelievable to me. So we'll see what happens with this guy. And, um, and I'll, I'll probably, I'm going to try to provide updates on this as I, as I go on, because it's a bit, it's, it's, it's a really big deal. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about any of these matters on, uh, feel free to email me at MJP at 57 podcast.com. Be more than happy to get back to you. And I, I really appreciate the support. Uh, follow me on 57 Podcast. I'm sorry, at 57 Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for the support. This is Pre, out. Mm-hmm.